0: Of dysfunctional families that made you love too much. Hi, there is memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. So, I'm just going to do a quick one here about um, dysfunctional families which uh, lead to loving too much. The dysfunctional family you were raised in. So, basically, your emotional needs were not met, and these are not just needs for love and affection, your perceptions and feelings were largely ignored or denied rather than accepted and validated. So that means you've felt fear and confusion and anger and guilt when you questioned or asked something because your parents responded in a way that implied your perceptions were wrong. And this is what happens as a child. You ask questions and your parents make out that you are wrong. And then you're trying to work out whether your parents are lying uh, or you are wrong. So then you choose because even if you feel that your parents are wrong and you keep questioning them, you're going to get into trouble and be invalidated more. So what you do is you end up tuning out your perceptions because you are confused. So why do you tune out your perceptions is to avoid discomfort of your having, your feelings invalidated because you know that you've been validated so, In the end, you let go, you give up the fight. Um, So what then happens is your ability to trust yourself is impaired and your perceptions in close relationships is diminished. Why? Because as you tune out your perceptions to avoid discomfort, you are basically mistrusting or distrusting yourself. You're saying uh, you don't trust you. And what that means is you grow up like that. And when you don't trust yourself, you also don't trust others. And remember, you didn't trust your parents because they are the ones who led you to distrust yourself, to betray yourself in actual fact by disregarding your perceptions. So because you don't trust them, you're not going to trust anybody out there. You're just going out uh, mistrusting people you come across in relationships, which is why also sometimes you end up not trusting a partner because the partner reminds you of your parents or is representing your parents in your own eyes. So your need for affection was also not met. Why? Because maybe your parents fought or were in different kinds of struggle with little time and attention for you and your siblings. And this left you hungry for love. So that's why you love too much. And these dysfunctional homes can look like homes with people with addictive behaviors. They abuse alcohol, drugs, compulsive eating, working cleaning gambling spending dieting exercising and what happens is with addiction it disrupts and prevents honest contact and intimacy in a relationship second dysfunctional home is where there's physical abuse and some of them can be found in one place All this um the list that i'm about to share can all be found in one in one home uh, home or household? Physical abuse, hitting both spouse and children, inappropriate sexual behavior of adults towards children. So sometimes you find people making excuses, oh, we just marked the child, but they're actually hitting. And then what happens is that's pain, and that's being invalidated because when you are hit, you are being told to disregard your feelings because you are being told that you are wrong. You can't think like that. We are not saying that you were always right but there is a way that you could have been disciplined or your situation or your behavior could have been addressed in a way that you learn rather than fearing in the end because rather than learning you you had fear. So the Third one, dysfunctional home is where there is constant arguing and tension. And what happens in in those households is that sometimes there's extended periods of time in which parents refuse to speak to each other and it confuses you as a child. And sometimes you think it's our fault, your children think it's our fault uh, that this is happening to mom and dad. And sometimes they're just not getting the love, because obviously when two people are fighting, there's no time and room for, for parents to love their children. It, it's not possible. We can lie to ourselves and say that, well, I still love my children and all that, but when you're fighting, you're not, because it's not. it's, it's going to impact the children and it's not going to help the children. The fourth home is where parents have conflicting attitudes or values. And we, we have that a lot when people just get married or they have a child without actually getting to know each other really well and also considering values instead of other things like money or looks. So these parents will compete for children's loyalty and um, children will be caught in the middle, which confuses them. And That is really difficult. And then there's also some parents who can not relate to others in the family, um, maybe part of an extended family. And they actively avoid family while blaming family for this avoidance. There are some people who are very dramatic out there. They will try to create situations. I don't want to talk to my father-in-law and all that. And then blame that father not for that avoidance other than try to communicate in a helpful and healthy way. And number five, um, extreme rigidity about money, religion, work, use of time, displays of affection, sex, television, housework, sports, politics and so on. People are very rigid about this and these are some important topics to explore before you get married uh, because If you don't address religion, you're going to have problems. How you do money, you're going to have problems. How we work, you're going to have problems. How you use your time, you're going to have problems. How you display affection, you're gonna have problems. Sex, you're gonna have problems. Television. (laughs) You're gonna have problems. And housework, sports, politics, and so on. So these are major issues to discuss um, when you're dating, because if you don't resolve these issues, you're going to find yourself with someone fighting for for, for a TV uh, control, remote control. It's 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 sad, but some people actually do that. And um, also, you can also end up fighting about sports, about politics, about religion, and, and that is so true. And then there is an issue around things like religion again, where you might emphasize rules, not rela- relating. This is very common and this is why some people are now um, advocating teaching about trauma in religious circles because there is a lot of uh, community without consideration for the individual. We have rules, but what about the individual? Very important to explore. not saying there's anything wrong with religion, but people need to be considered as individuals and these behaviors are damaging to a child because they disregard the child's perceptions, feelings and the need for affection and love while focusing on the rules. And these behaviors are even more dangerous if both parents are exhibiting them, but we can actually find that in toxic relationships, toxic relationships. This complementary pathology. What happens is that you find that if a relationship has got problems and people continue to live with each other, then both of them have got a problem. And what I'm trying to say here is that a toxic relationship is not created by one person. It's both people. One might control and one might enable. And either way, both enable each other anyway because they complement each other a person who is addicted to alcohol marrying someone who eats compulsively and they cannot control the other's addiction they struggle to control their addictions and then there is a balance between an anxious attached clinging and overprotective mother marrying an avoiding father who has anger issues so again you can see the dance of the avoidant and the anxious attached person and the unhealthy behaviors that they exhibit and attitudes and they enable each other. Such couples again relate to children in a destructive way. Children raised in dysfunctional families are to some extent damaged in their ability to feel and relate. So on this journey of healing emotions, the information you need to ask yourself is around who you are and how you do conflict, where you learned that and what you need to do differently. When you know the root of your behavior you know it's easy to know where to start with your healing heal your inner child and the toolkit is available on amazon heal your inner child to connect with yourself by author BZM. I hope that was helpful. And I hope you continue to work on the quality of your life before relationships. Thank you.